the Spurs News Podcast, the home for discussion on all things Spurs. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. If my math is correct, this is episode 120, which is kind of scary. I am Sam, joining me, and has joined me for the vast majority of all of those. It's my partner in crime, it's Matt. How you, mate? 120, yeah, it's getting, they're getting quite big numbers now, aren't they? Yeah, that's mad. It doesn't feel that... I mean, 20 episodes ago was the 100th episode special, which I then later worked out that it was only 100 episodes because the first couple we had weren't numbered. Right, okay. Did I ever tell you that? No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was basically, it was actually 102, but, it, oh, right. you know, in, in the episodes that it counted, right. yeah, yeah, so that was quite funny, um, oh, that brilliant. was a dark realisation, I actually deleted them. <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, nice. Yeah, so if anyone looks now, it is the 100th episode. There you go, it's more accurate um, now. Yeah, and, and the initial the initial ones anyway were kind of just me and you going, Hello, is this on? Anyone, anyone there? Yeah, so, so that's all right. And now we've got a collective following of nearly a thousand people every week, which basically means if we all went to the stadium at Marine, we all couldn't get in for a wow. game. <laughs> that's quite good. That's actually quite a good little sort of picture there, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. Quite fine. We'd make a hell of a way travelling support if we ever played them again. I know that. <laughs> Do you know what? I've got? Um, I know. I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on a podcast, but they. Uh, I can go to a game next season at Marine, like all season ticket holders, because yeah. they've they've offered us a, a ticket for when we all add back into the grounds. As long as you sort of mention that you're a season ticket holder and email them, they'll send you a ticket. But. I actually, I, I want to go, like, you know, I actually want to go, but, but yeah. sit in someone's garden. I don't, I don't actually want to go in the stand. I want to go and sit and have a, a glass of Prosecco. One of those. Knocking on the door is like, hello, are you watching the game today? Can I come and sit with you? Yeah, yeah I'll just sit yeah. in the garden. Yeah. Well, I don't know, the, the, there were a few there, and the, the ladies in the house drinking and playing Free Lions on repeat could be quite a good afternoon. Yeah, that's the garden I want to be in, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, I might yeah, bring Seb with me. <laughs> yeah, come on, boy. Um, you're right. you you look that way. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a yeah. It was kind of a nice thing, but then I mean, Marine. I mean, they're in Liverpool, aren't they? Yes, yes. That's that's quite a quite a round trip to go and watch lower league football. Do, do you know we're gonna we, we're gonna do a thing, um, me and Seb? We, we, well, this is the plan anyway, because it's quite difficult to make plans nowadays. It is, yeah. Yeah, but the, what we want to do is because I, I kind of wouldn't like I've always said I want to take advantage of how obsessed he is at the moment, and and he, he keeps talking about other grounds. So we're going to do this yeah. thing. We've called it ten before ten. So he's going to be nine in March. So yeah. before he before he becomes eleven, we're going to see if we can visit ten iconic stadiums around Europe. Oh wow! Uh, so the plan is because he wants he the, the ones in England he wants to see is Old Trafford and to be honest I wouldn't mind seeing that one either like doing a stadium tour of that one oh, I was going to say if you've actually been to Old Trafford and watch a game no I haven't uh, no, I, I went once years ago it was actually kind of weird it's like this perfect mix of an old stadium when you're walking it like parts of it 
and then when it, then then it's like it's completely modern. Like, yeah, it's odd. Yeah, <laughs> it looks it looks fantastic. It's a great ground. Great yeah, it ground. looks amazing from the pictures. But we're gonna we're gonna go that, and then we're gonna go to St James's Park because uh, that's obviously another yeah. iconic one, huge yeah. stadium. And then head up to Scotland, see the the two big ones, Ibrox and Celtic yeah. Park, yeah. and that'll be like a little lads weekend. And then he wants to see the big ones in Spain, so the Bernabeu yeah. and and. Um, at the new camp also yeah. the San Siro that I've been to and San yes. Siro it's an old stadium but it's amazing yes. isn't it? it's, it's also iconic yeah yeah completely so that, that's our plan anyway so I don't know if we'll get a chance to do it if, if Covid so allows on. <clears throat> hang on I'm, I'm working this out now so that's Old Trafford St James's Park uh, the Glasgow 2 San Siro and Milan the two big ones I'm up to seven seven yeah so we've got three to three big ones to. I don't know can you think of three big ones we should go um, visit I mean the the, the Ajax Stadium is yeah. kind of quite iconic. I'll tell you another stadium which is random but is kind of insane is the Monaco Stadium. Have you ever okay. seen that? No, I haven't. It's like built on a car park. Okay. <laughs> it's really you know, and when this podcast is finished, look it up just about the Monaco Stadium. It's sure. It's kind of strange. Anyone listening to this would think, yes, yeah, it's, it's an old one, but it's a it's a great you know it's a great one. Um, what about kind of like international, like the the Stade de France in yeah. like Paris? It's I mean, got to be, yeah, of... yeah. I mean, um, we, we obviously we've been to Wembley, uh, we've been to plenty. Of... We've yeah. got a, we've got a stadium tour booked. Again, this is COVID allowing. In March, it was given us as a Christmas present, the two of us. So we've got yeah. what, the stadium tour at our ground. So what we was thinking of doing is if we could tie in, start the weekend at ours, and then just travel around uh, the country seeing wow. some of the other big ones as well so that's, that's the plan amazing. but it's hard it's hard to like with most things uh at the moment sam it's just hard to make plans isn't it it's hard to it is, you, and, and i think that's what's frustrating most people is because um and, and this is like an analogy that i thought was uh, that suits it quite well is um i'm into like obviously i'm into my running at the moment and um yeah. there's, there's a guy i follow uh this uh anyone listening might have heard of him the guy's name's david goggins and he's absolute he's an insane fitness is he, freak is he quite quick He's he's well basically what, what happened he he was um, about three hundred pounds in weight and he wanted to yeah. join the Marines and they said to him look you can only join the Marines if you lose a hundred pounds in three months and and yeah. he went on this crazy fitness route and now he's an ultra marathon runner and they call him yeah. the fittest guy in America you know yeah. but he was no, saying I'm when... sorry it was a joke about you following him oh sorry mate. sorry yeah, sorry no, I missed it, it. It that went completely joke. over my head Sam. it was a crap joke <laughs> don't worry about it if he's look. that quick how do you keep up with oh. where I was going to go and you answered so sensibly I then felt bad. Bad halfway through that I was taking the piss. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, I'm gonna shut up. You tell the story. Well, for, any, for, anyone, for anyone listening, we, we we normally record in the afternoon, and we rec- we started recording at nine o'clock this morning. So my excuse yeah. is early. <laughs> so, so jokes are gonna fly yeah. with my head at the moment. So. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, he, so he was saying when he was doing his marine training, um, one of the things they'd do is they'd they'd, they'd go running, and they and they wouldn't be given. Uh, a distance so you'd be like run 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 and then I'll tell you when you're done and he said it, it broke so many people not knowing when they were going to finish running and and I kind of think it's what it's like a bit with, with where, where we are at the moment uh, you know yeah. with, with, with COVID where because if we knew if, if like if we said right if, if we were told that say April the 1st everyone's going to be vaccinated and we can all open our doors and go out and celebrate at least you know there's there's that 
There's that end line. There's that, that finish line. But because you no one knows the date you just picked for that. Yeah, I know. Well, that kind of sums. <laughs> it sums up. I mean, I don't know why. It's, maybe the government just helped me find that date. You know. But uh... I, I, I like. I like. No, sorry. I like. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Matt. On April first, everyone's going to be fine. Yeah. Now this is going to be the worst joke I've ever done for April yeah. Fool's Day. <laughs> hey, Matt! Don't lick that person. <laughs> it's going to beat your anyway. Levy one anyway, isn't it? Oh, don't. No, we're not mentioning that again. Yeah. I try and line one up every year, but I, I just think this year it could be... No, I think any joke I make on April Fool's Day this year is in bad taste. Yeah, just don't. Don't even go yeah, there, mate. No. <laughs> but oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that's what it is. I think it's just we're, we're all just struggling with just not knowing when, when when it's all going to be over, I think. And 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 I think that's probably what's affecting a lot of people more than anything, I think. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're probably right. It's, it's the kind of... There is light at the end of the tunnel now, and I think a lot of people kind of went, yeah, the vaccines here are brilliant, we're done. And it's like, no, 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 <laughs> we're no. not done yet. You know, no. we got a we got to get to a certain point. I mean, I had a conversation with someone the other day, a rational, um, fairly intelligent individual who was talking to me about why they're not getting the vaccine for at least a year. And it was quite kind of, um, quite a difficult conversation for me. Cause I'm kind of like, I, I don't understand, you know, where you're coming from, but these are people who are very, very rational, very well, you know, educated if you like mm. and and are generally making that decision that they'd rather stay living the way they're living right now than potentially you know have a vaccine that isn't as effective as everyone keeps thinking it is sure i, I mean i i get it and i don't want to get into like this mass debate on here because i, I want to take the conversation back to tottenham you know as, as we should but it's it's just it's kind of like there needs to be something like some sort of campaign beyond celebrities getting it. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, there needs completely. to be some almost like the BBC programming, like once a day, rather than this coronavirus update, which, yeah, I appreciate whatever. How about a half hour where we got a scientist just answering questions about the vaccine every day? Mm-hmm. And he can answer the same damn questions from different people all over the country every day if it has to be. But let a scientist just sit there and do it because there are still so many people not wanting to get it. And we need a high percentage to have it. Otherwise, we ain't never getting rid of this. No, completely. And, and do you know what? And, and like I say, I know you want to steal the conversation about the Spurs, and I do as yeah. well because this is why people listen. But just very briefly, I, I saw um, he, he kind of, he does, I know he's a bit of a shock jock, old Piers Morgan, on especially yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he shared something yesterday which really sort of... Um, it really shook me how shocking it was. I don't know if you saw yeah. it, but um, it's basically like a, a, an old guy in a hospital who's has COVID, and he's yeah. uh, you can see he's like he's linked to a, an oxygen tanks to keep him alive. Yeah. And he's I think it's his family, like a guy's filming it, and I think it might be his wife. And they come along, and he pulls the cord out, and he says, "We're taking him home because we don't uh, we we got we got some vitamin D and medicines oh, like that." They'll, they'll keep. And the doctor's like. Uh, you, he's going to die if you bring him home. And they're like, no, no, we've got a tank at home. And he's like, the doctor's like, that will last you 30 minutes. And they're like, no, but it's our right to take him home. And, the, and even the guy who's the host, yeah. who's actually there, he's going, no, I want to go home. And and you just think that, that, that you've got a doctor that's trained yeah. for seven or eight years saying you have to keep him in hospital to keep him alive. And then you've got the, these family that I presume have just have seen a, a couple of videos on YouTube about how vitamin D is better than a tank of oxygen, trying to persuade yeah. him to come home. And it, it, it's so shocking to see. And it's like something that you joke about. 
but it's playing out and it could and it could potentially cost someone's and life. It is playing out. I mean, yeah. my um, you know, I've got family who are working in the NHS and friends, and some of the stories of, yeah, I mean, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, is. Would, it yeah. is absolutely heartbreaking. But, um, steering us back uh, to Tottenham. Well, just to finish that, we were talking about plans. I think it's important for us as people, humans, to plan for the future. Be it when this is done, I'm going to go on a holiday, and this is somewhere I want to go, or you know, the stadium tour. Like you, you got a plan. It is important to have that. The, the issue is we can't put dates on it at the mm, moment. Mm. But I think having those things, it, it it arcs back, and this is a really stupid thing, right? So we'll end this with some comedy to make people laugh. <laughs> When I was about eight years old, I got food poisoning from a restaurant. I had salmonella, which is evil, yeah. especially when you're eight, right? This is firing out both ends kind of oh, stuff. <laughs> Sat on the toilet with a bowl in my hand, eight years old, genuinely thinking, so this is what it feels like when you die. Oh, because I, it is awful. I had ten days of that where basically, if I didn't sip the water, I was throwing it straight back oh, up again. Geez. And that was it. I couldn't eat, couldn't do anything. I was a terrible, terrible state... Um, it was me and my mother, we both had it. But as I started to recover a little bit from it, and I started thinking about food again, I had a Chinese food takeaway food menu, and at every meal time, because I couldn't eat, I would read this menu. Okay. That was my meal, right? <laughs> <clears throat> and I'd never had Chinese at all. Like, my family ever had a Chinese takeaway, being eight years old, and an English boy, I'd go, I want chips! <laughs> like, well, you can't have this with rice. No, I don't like rice, I want chips! You know. Says that my daughter, yeah. Yeah, with pie! <laughs> yeah, so, you know, she's like, well, yeah, but we're getting a Chinese, I don't care! <laughs> so, yeah, a lo- lovely child. I'm yeah, painting course, such a yeah. beautiful image of myself. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, so, you know, firing out both ends, just so everyone's really clear on that. And I read this menu at every mealtime, and, and basically it was the thought of i'm gonna try this when i'm when i can eat again when i feel better again i want to try number 17 that sounds great (laughs) yeah sure and that was it you know that was all the way through all the way through and then i I was able to eat like crackers and i like a week doing that and then i was able to eat bread again i was able to eat again and then finally i had this meal and it was mate i don't think i i liked it but to this day i think it's the single best meal i've ever had in my life yeah because i had weeks and weeks and weeks just dreaming of being able to eat a meal again Mm. and i think when people get to go on this holiday they've all been thinking about or when they get to do this stadium tour like you genuinely i think when you get to do this stadium tour of our own ground the stadium you've been to loads of times it's going to be the best time you've ever had in that new stadium oh my god yeah today (laughs) because it's all been building up to these things and i think that's what we all need to hold on to we all need to just think of something and don't put a date on it, but just go, when it is it when I'm able to do, that's where I'm going to go. That's where I'm going to go and eat. That's what yeah. I'm going to do. These yeah. are the people I want to spend some time with. And just keep focusing on that. So when it does happen, it's going to be amazing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wise um, words, Sam. I, I feel like we should start every podcast with you just making us all feel better, because that's made me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the firing out both ends is going to do much for anybody. And the fact we're recording this in the morning, if you're listening to this in the morning, enjoy your breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, porridge, eh? Anyway, um, we won in the FA Cup. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We beat Wickham. I'd like to point out we have Wickham just seemed to have this ability to make me very nervous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think Wickham played really well. Uh, I think a lot of people 
don't give them any credit at all. Um, but I watched Cheltenham take it to Man City, who are dominating in the league right now, by the way. Um, just a few days earlier, I've seen loads of teams absolutely take it to the Premier League sides, and I thought Wickham did that to us brilliantly. Mm. I felt we were not clinical in any way at all. You know, created chance after chance after chance, and the clinical. <laughs> the clinicalness of the side really is diminished because the guys that started the game aren't guys that are playing on a consistent basis. You've got to get into a rhythm. Um, you know, Vinicius didn't really get a get a chance, a clear-cut chance. I mean, Bale, I think, could have had a hat-trick in 10 minutes. Um, I mean, then he did take his actual goal quite well. Um what what did you think about? Because I I remember at the end of the game, we, in our kind of like Spurs chat, I was just sort of sat there in the corner, emotionally drained and relieved. We dominated and won the game in the end. Right. Uh, but Dan was a grump. <laughs> let, let, let's be fair, Dan was a right grump, and you kind of just came in the chat and like, we just won the game four <laughs> one. Cheered up. <laughs> yeah, do, do, do you know what I? Because uh, I, I'm, I, I saw that and. Uh... So, how old is our, our mate Dan? He's quite a young fellow, isn't he, still? Yeah, I think he's about 15. He's about 15. <laughs> yeah. so 15 it's... stone of solid muscle, more yeah, like. Yeah, yeah by, by the way, I don't know if I've mentioned this in quite a lot. Dan is an absolute beefcake. He, he is ridiculous. He's basically called Mountain Man on Instagram. I, I, that's yeah, what my theory yeah. is. Do you reckon it could be him? <laughs> it, yeah, it could, could be, be him. Yeah. He likes him to travel as well. <laughs> If him and Mountain Man were ever stood opposite each other on a bridge, the earth would shake in sure. fear. Or, 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 or I, I want to see Dan and Mountain Man in the same room, like because I'm, I've got my that's my conspiracy yeah, theory. You've got suspicions. <laughs> Perhaps Mountain Man is Dan's alter ego when he's like a superhero. <laughs> By day, mild mannered Dan of Spurs news. By night, he's Mountain Man. <laughs> it's brilliant. I think we've cracked it. Yeah, we've cracked, cracked it, sir. Even out of Mountain Man's listening night round and going, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that small. <laughs> yeah. Wait, um, so, the, so, the two, so the two things, so I want to address both things. So the, so the first thing, the, obviously the game. Yeah. Uh, they, it, it, I know Akin Fenwell didn't come on until quite late in the game, but he is clearly <laughs> working on that, that other striker. And, and I can't forget, I forget the guy's name, but he's like oh, Akin Fenwell. Mark two, isn't he? This guy. He is, and and Wickham have got a style of play built around Akin Fenway, and they've basically bought a player in this guy to is... mirror that. Yeah. Were but... you were you surprised at how? Um, I don't know what the right word is, but I don't, well, bullied Sanchez and Alderweireld were two very experienced internationals. Yeah. This yeah. they they bullied absolutely, and I don't know whether perhaps. Again, Sanchez and Toby aren't really playing every week at the moment, so perhaps it's like the rhythm and you're kind of, you're not quite there. Or perhaps in their minds they're like, ah, it's Wickham, we're all yeah. right. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I mean, the pair, of, I mean, I watched this guy bounce Sanchez off, and one of my big criticisms of Sanchez, oh, you don't need to get physical all the time, Davinson, you know, you can stand off, you can do this. And in this game, I'm kind of like, Davinson, stick one on him for I know, God's just sake. get physical, yeah. mate. <laughs> Do something to let the guy know that you're not just going to get bullied all game. Yeah, no, absolutely. That that Their God. goal, Toby was like, he, he was like an yeah. like 11-year-old just getting smashed yeah. off the ball by an adult. You know, he, he, he could not cope with him at all. No, it was, it, but, it was a bit, it was a bit, I mean, 
I'll tell you what, though. What a difference Hoybier made to that situation. Oh, completely. Which just shows you, shows you how much we rely Sorry, on. Sorry, I was just going to finish that. I made a joke to Dan about... Um, about the fact that the very first thing he did, and I've seen this back, and it is true, the very first thing that Hoybeer did was absolutely hack that guy down. And he just stood there with his hands up, like, oh, did I miss the ball? Oh, sorry, ref, yeah, I missed the ball on that one, didn't I? Yeah, yeah and he just looked yeah. at the guy like, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> you I, keep I always doing just that think... to my defenders, I will murder you. Yeah, yeah. But he, he he's one of those uh, players... Uh, 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 Hoybier, where he he he's um he's probably got about a third of the yellow cards he should have got, and I think it's just yeah. him. Like you know, he, he, like you'll see him go, "That's a yellow card," and he'll kind of come up to the referee, and like the referee sort of looks. And I don't know if he's if he gives him the, the puppy eyes or if something he says, but he seems <laughs> he seems to get away with so many yellow yeah. cards where he should be getting one. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. He he's got that um that kind of commanding ability in midfield where the referee almost feels like. Oh well, he's timed ten tackles perfectly. Maybe this one was just a little bit off. That's yeah, fine. he didn't mean right. it. <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah, well, yeah. he's clearly not trying to foul him because I've seen him make that challenge and it's worked several times. So he's all right. You know? yeah, you're, you're yeah. a good lad, aren't you? And then smack. Oh wow, no, he's not. Yellow card. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> oh, did it? Did, was that his leg that snapped? Oh, whoops! <laughs> I thought it was the ball. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was it was just very interesting because I you know we've all seen footage of Jose over the years basically sending his players out to perform various dark arts. Be it um, you know do you remember that Real Madrid thing? They were in the Champions League and he worked out that two of them were on yellow cards, That's and if right. they got sent off, they'd miss the last group game but be available without yellow cards for the quarter final. Yeah. That's right. So we yeah. had them both go and get sent off. Zabi Alonso and Sergio Ramos, and they both got sent off basically for time wasting. And you actually see him like giving the orders to them, and they're like, like a little bit confused. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say Ramos getting a red do. card. That's a bit weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah well, get, him getting a red card for time wasting is a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, I guess. A red yeah. card, <laughs> not so much. But yeah, he, um. So when you see like Hoybier come on and the very first thing he does is level this guy and basically stand over him like a hunter with his prey, you know? Yeah, sure. Um, you kind of know that Jose at halftime says, right, okay, Hoybier, you're coming on. Let me have a quick word. You see that striker yet? Hurt him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> someone put him on his ass. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic um, at that. I, I was going to say... Yeah, he, he he's 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 made su- he's made such a difference uh, for for the squad and to the point yeah. where, um, like so far so good. But if he was to get an injury, then it's gonna be a it's gonna be a massive massive it blow is. to us. I think that it like is. really massive. You know, it's it's quite interesting. I mean, uh, you look at our uh, Facebook page. Do you remember when we signed him and mm. the reaction? Yeah, yeah. And and people basically like, oh, this is you know rubbish. We're going backwards. What the hell are we doing? You read our Facebook page now, and it is a genuine kind of. Um, so yeah, me and my friends have formed a voodoo circle of protection around his legs. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, we're we're we yeah, we've sacrificed several people in our village to all of our gods <laughs> to ensure he stays fit. <laughs> um, people now see the difference in our team between him being there and him not. Um, one of the players uh, in our overall setup, of course, who plays a very similar role to that is Oliver Skip, who's on loan at the moment. 
and I talked about this sort of some time ago, but it's quite interesting that Spurs have been basically like, okay, here's another video of, you know, Hoybier <laughs> in his latest game. Have a watch. Mm. So in their minds, I think they're thinking that when Skip comes back to us next season, they are going to have the options there. Yeah, um, yeah. They can play alongside each other. They can play, you know, rotate, you know, to save each other's legs a bit. Which is good, you know, the squad needs options for writing. Skip is Tottenham through and through, so he'll, you know, he'll relish that. Yeah, completely, yeah. So at least we've got that other option. Yeah, I, I was going to say as well, uh, Sam, because um, the, the second point I w- wanted to address, obviously, was you saying about um, uh, Dan with his kind of reaction after the game. Mm. And and this is why I asked about his age as well, because I, I was trying to think back. Do, do you remember, you must remember this, because we're similar age. When we be, uh, I don't know why this particular game sticks in my mind, but it just does, and I think it's relevant to the FA Cup tie as well. Mm. When we beat um, Fulham away four 0 I think it was, and Klinsman scored a brace. Oh yeah, yeah do you remember yeah, that yeah. game? Yeah. And I and I think one reason why it sticks in my mind is because at the um, post-match interview, he he said they said, "Oh, how did you find it?" And I just remember him saying it was, it was very windy. Very vindy, right? and I think that's pretty well stuck in my mind because that was <laughs> yeah, just like him yeah. saying that, you know. But <clears throat> I, I remember trying to just soak up as much as of that post-match kind of experience. Like you know, listen, I was watching all the yeah, interviews, yeah, yeah. I was watching the goals again and again and again. Now I think the reason why it's relevant is because you think like now with we, we play far better in the league than we did then. You know that oh, that, yeah, yeah, that, that was yeah. I think it was under Rossi Ardiles, wasn't it? So we were struggling in the league, <laughs> but I just remember loving, just loving the result, loving the buzz I got from the result. Now I don't know yeah. if it was because it was a bit of an escapism from the from our league form, mm, but possibly. yeah, it could possibly be. But I just think, look, we we won we won that game four one, and yeah. um, and I, I apologise to people listening. I keep talking about my son, and, and it's only because at this time he's like he's he's almost like. He's making me reevaluate like how I, how I look at Spurs and how I want to yeah. enjoy enjoy him, you know. But he sat down. I think out of the whole ninety minutes for about ten seconds, he was just this pent up ball of excitement. He was <laughs> loving it, right? And it was, and I was getting that as well. I, I was really feeding off that. And, yeah. and and I think at the at the end of the game, uh, we won it four one. And he was like, he just sat. He said. He said, "I don't. Want, can I just watch the goals again, Dad? Can I just listen to Mourinho talking? I want before I go to bed. He, he yeah, wanted to just yeah, enjoy yeah. it as much as possible. And and I think because I was I was trying to find an, an analogy that would kind of sum up how how you'd react after a street. And and I apologise that this is probably a really rubbish basic one, but the best thing I can think of in my mind is if is if you imagine you go onto a bouncy castle with with a couple of friends, yeah. and you're on the bouncy castle and you get your five minute slot." And and you and you're jumping up and down. You're having loads of fun. A couple of times you might have fallen over and embarrassed yourself, and then you get off and you just feel that you feel that excitement because you've just had five minutes of fun. And then you yeah. turn to your friend who's also been on it, and you go, "Oh, how did you enjoy that?" And he says, "Well, my trajectory wasn't quite great on about three or four of my jumps, <laughs> and I fell out." And, and you know, you just think it was fun. We're like, look at it. We had a fun time, and yeah. and and I promised. Because I know you listen, Dan. This is not a dig at you personally. I promise. This is not me going. It is Dan. It is. He said before the show started, and I'm going to call that twat out. Is what he said. Not say. He knows I did say that. He but I, I just, I just feel like um, sometimes we forget just to enjoy 
results and enjoy the, yeah. the, the and, and, and oh, I think oh, completely. I, I'm I'm the worst for it, and I know I am. We talked about it last week. Yeah, I, I, I and I'm trying, genuinely trying to change how I watch the games because of it. Because I, you know, I, t- I talked about it last week, and I won't go over it again. But like, <clears throat> I thought Harry Winks had an incredible game against yeah. Wicker. I thought he was great. Yeah, I loved the way he was driving forward with the ball. I, I like the way he he was there. I mean, he got a great goal. Um, he was taking on shots. I know they were pretty wayward, and you know, if his shooting boots were a little bit better, we possibly could have had a more comfortable afternoon. But he did take his goal brilliantly with his left foot. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of was like, yeah, this is this is great. And then again, I'm I'm confronted with the social media aspect of just Winks isn't good enough. Winks this, Winks that. And I'm like, even after a game, he's done well. People are just ready to, you know, I, I have don't, him shipped off. Yeah, and I don't understand it, that. It's, it's difficult, and and but the thing is, it does create this crap with me where I'm sort of watching it because I then know what I'm going to be confronted with. I'm kind of like, oh, he lost the ball there. There we go. That's all I'm going to hear about. He scored a goal, dominated possession, won man of the match, which he genuinely did. And yet, all I'm going to hear is, "Oh, yeah, but you passed it backwards at on the 53rd minute. He uh, he <laughs> lost the ball. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, he did." Um, yeah, so I do, I do need to adjust that, and I, and I know I do, and I'm quite analytical, and I, and I don't mind talking, like, me and Dan often talk each other through this after a game, I, you know, you'll know this, basically after a game, you know, we just, like, start from this point of, what the f- and, and, yeah. like, ah, well, <laughs> you know. That's, that's um, the thing, that's the thing, though, Sam, I think, um, like, you, you, you and Dan are quite geeky, aren't you, when it comes to Spurs, I think you'd yeah. both be happy to admit that, and, yeah. and I think sometimes, you, when you when you become over analytical, you almost miss the point of it. Do, do you see what I mean? Like yeah. you know, you kind of. Oh no, I, I I'm completely in agreement with you, and I've tried on a number of occasions just to go. Do you know what? I'm going to leave it. Just. To... But it's like this part of my brain is like itching. It's <laughs> yeah. like no, no, I need to get this out because if yeah, I don't, sure. if I don't, it's, I ain't going to sleep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think sometimes I, I do feel for you and Laura who've got to look in on this chat while me and Dan basically dissect. Yeah, but in this minute, he kicked it this way. And then on that minute, he kicked it out. What I mean, you must look in and go, oh, for fuck just right, enjoy yeah. it. Do, yeah, do you know? Do you know? I was, I was yeah, exactly. I was thinking because it was quite similar to. Uh, do you remember that game against Swansea? Maybe a couple of seasons ago, where I think they was even winning one nil until like the 85th, 86th minute, and we ended up winning three one. Oh, we won three one. Yeah, Ericsson. Yeah, but but do, do, do you not surely at that after that game? You wasn't thinking, well, that was 85 minutes of crap. You was just thinking, I am no. buzzing here. No, no, no. I was over the moon. Let's um, get back to that. Let's get back to that. There, there is... I, I cannot put my finger on what it is. Yeah, and sure. I said it last week, and it is a genuine thing. Mauricio Pochettino's team, up until the last season, or last 12 months of his reign, we'll say, which is kind of the back end of the season before and then obviously the start of the year he was sacked up until that point I kind of had this strange like his very beginning of his reign I had zero expectations so if we went out and got dicked 4-0 it's kind of like oh well if we won a game I was like come on (laughs) but then as the expectation built and the way we were playing football and stuff was there and every game it felt like we could go out and win and even if we didn't win it felt like oh well at least we gave it everything do you know what I mean it was yeah, kind of like sure. that feeling mm. <clears throat> I don't have that at the moment I kind of have this feeling that some of the time we're not even trying 
and it's just you know and that that's what bugs me that's what gets to me it's like all these times we've gone one nil up and then it's gone to one one it's not because the other team have suddenly gone do you know what this is space jam we've got our mojo back you know we were crap for a staff but second half we've now become the greatest team in history it feels like we've allowed that do you know? Do you know what? It's do you know weird. what's weird? Because I don't know if you watched the game last night, the uh, Man United Sheffield United game. No, I did. But that was that. <laughs> that just, just reminded me of what you were saying. Like you know, you think like Man United, top of the league. They're playing yeah. a team that have won one game all season, and yet <laughs> yeah. they just didn't look like they were up for no. it. And and it, it's no. it's so weird because we have that as well. You just think yeah. you've got the Premier League. Like and, and I appreciate that Man United are a few points ahead of us, but I don't think to the point where we couldn't catch them but no. if you if we were in Man United's position or if I was a Man United fan I would be I would have watched that game last night what the freaking hell is wrong with you you know yeah. The, the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah why do you not want to win the Premier League because they just did not look up for it and and no. and, and, and and I think you're right there's so many games this season where like you, you it's a frustration isn't it you're like what, yeah. what are you missing what, what are you not what are you not that's it we, we lose we draw a game and it's because the other team were great, and both teams went out, whatever. And you just come away from it, you go, oh, different day we'd have won that. Do you know what I mean? You mm. go, like the, the Liverpool game, we lost that game two one, but I genuinely felt watching that game we could have easily won that game two one. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, was sure. frustrated we didn't, but I didn't come away from it, you know, really angry. And then you got the Fulham game, which we drew one all one. It's kind of like. There's no way on earth that that game should have ever been a draw. You know, they they really genuinely all of their play, everything was like given to them. Like, was our team just going? Do you know what? Have the ball then. Yeah, we can defend. Oh no, maybe we can't. Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> and it just, that that's what drives me insane. And I think this season, because that's happened a lot, I feel like every game I watch, I'm tense before it even kicks off. You know what I mean? It's like I can't wipe the slate. Yeah. In the past, we could lose a game. Like I could go right. Well, that's over there. New game now. Come on. But it just yeah, I can't. I can't clear it because it's happened so many times. I'm like every game. I'm there's almost like dread. Uh, it's mm. hard. It's hard to explain it. Hopefully, people listening are understanding and not just thinking, "Wow, he's cracked." <laughs> no, no. Do, do you know what, Sam? Look, I, I know we're, we're going to talk about it at some point, but you know, for people that listened before. 7.45 this evening we've got yeah. Liverpool tonight and we do I, and I just I, I genuinely I, I can't think of anything worse than what I'm going to have to endure or say I hope if we win obviously well, it'll be different but I just yeah. have this horrible feeling and I just yeah. like I, I just honestly I'd rather I'd, I think I can think of a million things I'd rather be doing but don't get me wrong it'll be switched on and I'll be sitting there watching it I'm not going to well, not watch well, it I, I genuinely won't be watching tonight so if we do great and we win I may not watch again this season okay <laughs> but no I, I, I genuinely can my um my daughter's doing a, like a dance thing which is being broadcast via a teams thing so I promised her I'd be there front and centre watching, and I I sure as hell don't break promises to my daughter. So, oh mate, you'll in, yeah, you'll enjoy it far more than watching Spurs play Liverpool. Trust me, you'll you know it's going to be just I, it's, I, it's two ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh yeah, do I, you, you know I'm like a Tottenham addict. I watch the games, I talk about the games, everything. Uh, you know, I I watch all of them um, over a season. So for me to miss one is literally my daughter. That's about it. <laughs> 
So, but uh, if we yeah, if we win three 0 Sam, thing. like you say, you can't watch it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. If we, if we, like, if we win three 0 dominate, and everyone comes away from it going, "Wow, this is the best Tottenham have played for years." I'll just concede the fact it's me. I'm a damn <laughs> jinx, and I'll rename this the Arsenal podcast, and I'll bring them bastards down. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, so there's this big part of me is kind of like I'm building towards this game tonight, and I'm like I'm gonna miss this, and um, there's a part of me that's kind of like, but if we play amazing, I'm gonna be so annoyed, and then there's this other part of me going, yeah, but if we get smashed, you're gonna sit there and you'll be so upset, <laughs> so annoyed. Jeez. Oh, so I'm putting out my brain. I'm. I'm my evening is me and my daughter, or me watching my daughter do this dance show. So uh, perfect, yeah. perfect. Um, but yeah, it is a Liverpool game. I, it's a strange one. We're we're kind of really inconsistent at the moment, or or consistently inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. um, and Liverpool have been on a very bad run. Um, at our ground, I think it's anybody's game. I think if it was Anfield, I'd probably nod it to them a little bit. Um, their defense is struggling. Our defense is struggling. Um, their attack is lethal, but at the moment struggled a little bit. Our attack's lethal, but at the moment struggled a little bit. It's kind of really in the balance. <laughs> um, yeah, I, my, I my concern with uh, with our, you know, you're talking about our, our strike force. I think yeah. Sonny's the one that's concerning me a little bit at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, the last few games I've watched him, he, uh, he needs a rest, personally. I think he genuinely needs to be sat down and given a rest. I think mm. the guy's phenomenally fit, but you can see he's snatching at chances at the moment, which is normally a, a you know, like a fatigue thing kicking in. Um, he runs a hell of a lot because he makes those breaks constantly when Kane sits deep. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's players there who I'm more than happy to see start the game. You know, if you were to put Sonny on the bench and we started with Bale and Bergwijn, I'd, I'd be happy. Um, we started with Lamella and Bergwijn, I'd be happy. You know, Delhi. The forgotten man. Uh, unfortunately, I think he's got a calf injury at the moment. He's keeping him out for this game, but he should be back for the the one following, assuming he's still with us. Yeah, um, no, sure. Do you know? Do you know when when we was watching the uh, the Wickham game? Because uh, uh, several always asked me how old the players are, and he said, "Old oh, Sonny." And if you was to guess how old he is, how old you, would you say he was? <laughs> if I was to guess, I'd say he's sort of. 23 to 25 kind of range. Don't you think it's weird, isn't it? He's going to be 29 this year. Yeah. Right, and it's. I've always looked at Sonny and just think of him as this little. You want to grab his cheeks and think he's this little young tw- <laughs> 21, 22 year old. But he's actually like coming to the autumn of his career and it's yeah. really weird. And I guess that's because, you, you know, you talk about his fitness. Like, yeah. you know, because he's going to be, you know, he's going to be 29. You're getting to that age now, aren't you? Where you can't play all the time and and your fitness does affect your performance a lot. It does. Like, you know, Bell's does, a classic definitely. example, isn't he? Yeah, I'll tell you what about the Gareth Bell thing. I mean, there's a lot of stuff being said, obviously, about, well, he hasn't had the impact. Uh, the commentator in the Wickham game said something. There's a complete throwaway line, but it's something I've said a few times, and it's so true. He scored the goal, and, um, and the, the commentator's throwaway line said... You know, he hasn't really done what Tottenham fans would have hoped him to have done so far this season. But he now has the whole second half of the season, which could be crucial. And it's so true. Mm. Because Mm. everyone's judging him 
based on the bail that left us all those years ago. I hope now that illusion of him being that same guy is gone. However, impact-wise on the squad, you can hear the players in every interview talking about the impact he's had around the place being huge. You can then analyse the fact that the goal against Wickham was a pretty important goal, and he took brilliantly. But also his performance in that game, do you see him go past defenders on a few occasions like they weren't even there? Yeah, yeah. That That's like getting his confidence back, the sharpness back, that kind of um, belief in his muscles almost. That, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, I did that. You know, it was a cold evening in Wickham <laughs> and, and I've come through that okay. We'll just keep building and building and building. And I hope you get some minutes against Liverpool and in, and in the coming days and weeks um, continue to get game time because he is a difference maker. And he is a player that just on name value, if anything else, defenders go, oh, okay, bail's on. All right, keep an eye on him. And their their focus splits. You take your focus off Sonny or Kane when they're in form and, and they'll punish you. So it, it is something in the second part of the season could be so crucial and... You know, he could be the guy that scores the winning goal in a cup final, you know? Yeah, completely. Um, and also, with Bale as well, I mean, I'd, I'd argue that, you know, when he's on the pitch, if we get a free kick 30 yards out from anywhere, yeah, yeah, then feel... you, it, it's it's kind of more... I mean, I wouldn't say it's a penalty chance, but you're kind of thinking, oh, fancy this. If it's Bale's a lot on the pitch, more of a chance, yeah. It's a yeah. lot more of a chance than anyone else. I mean, you mm. see Bale and Kane walking out to a free kick, you just go, Harry... Yeah, no. go go away. Bad Harold. <laughs> go, go away. away. <laughs> and you see you see you see us get a penalty and Bale walking up, you go, No, Gareth. Yeah. <laughs> this is Give it Harry. To Harry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, both of them need to know their roles. <laughs> but yeah, I'll tell you this is something really sad, right? This is really sad. But I got I had a smile on my face. I completely kind of out, out of nowhere smile that just appeared on my face just hearing the commentators say here's Bale he threads it through to Kane and I'm like oh Bale to Kane oh yeah. thank you <laughs> oh that yeah. was lovely oh that moment yeah. thank you very much <laughs> do, do you know, do you know this, this, this is what you should do because I know obviously that brought a smile to your face but this yeah. is how we need to seep the joy back into us all we do. Uh, yeah. just think of the moment we found like we found out it was going to happen like he was yeah. coming to Spurs and how we were like we were like five year olds, weren't we? Like we in a sweet shop, but that's how we well, felt like, when we. The, the funniest thing, or the funniest thing about all of it, was like I got the message like two days before the press started doing it. I went sod off. <laughs> I, I can't handle any more Gareth Bale stupid ass rumours and stories and I replied I went yeah alright believe it when I see it and I got back I put a grand on it and I was like what what what, what are you on about what are you on about and he like rattled off this Tottenham are trying to sign regular and looks like the deal's really close they've, they've jumped in above Manchester United and during the talks Real Madrid floated the idea that Bale could be available Bale's representatives have contacted Levy and said this is what he wants. He wants to come back to Tottenham. And all of a sudden, Levy's making it happen. And I went, mate, that's two and two, you know, being put together. There's no way, no way at all. And then I go to this WhatsApp group. That, like, I think I went to sleep. I think I said to you, like, I went to sleep just, like, completely dismissing it and woke up to this WhatsApp group of journalists that I've managed to sneak into. Basically, like, it's happening! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was just me going... What? 
<laughs> what? I'm like, for months I've been telling everyone to give this up. Yeah, yeah. yeah Fantastic. That's, that's twice I've been proven so ridiculously wrong. It's funny. All the world will never sign a new deal with us. we got to no. let it go. we got to let it move on. Toby signs a new three-year contract whilst we are recording a podcast. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the hell? And then you've got Gareth Bell. Look, you'll never come back. People need to move on. Just leave it. And then there he is holding the shirt. Mad, yeah, mad, mad, mad. But it was fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's that time of the podcast where we hand it over to the fellow fans of Tottenham Hotspur and we discuss their questions and their various topics. Are you ready, good sir? Let's go. And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. We only have questions from Facebook this week. No so, one on Instagram wanted to say anything to us. Dan, come on, get your alter ego out. Put him on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I think Dan's got a question on here, but we open with Matthew Fleming, who says, Not a question, but I just want to say thanks so much for keeping the podcast going through the whole pandemic. It's given my weak rhythm and delivered belly laughs on a weekly basis. Oh, you're welcome, buddy. Also, Sam, hope you're doing well after having COVID. Stay safe, both of you. Thank you. Um, I'm doing a lot better than I was. <laughs> yeah, I, I was quite poorly, but we won't go down that road because that's depressing. But yeah, I was quite ill. Um, uh, yeah, Matthew Fleming, thank you very much. Uh, we've, we've needed this as much as everyone else, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And thank you. Thanks for that, that kind of feedback. Yeah, John Coy's Hannon. What a great middle name for a Tottenham fan. <laughs> Do you think his parents are Spurs fans? <laughs> <laughs> what a lucky guy. <laughs> um, with up to 35 games in 16 weeks, including from Wickham, will Jose be brave enough to make full use of the possibility of our best squad ever? And will they be good enough to sustain the challenge on four fronts? Um, Can I just say that's an insane amount of games as well, now, when you actually say it out yeah. loud? Uh, I, I think... I think the reality is he has to. I mean, the squad is genuinely going to get um, used to the best of his ability. Um, Jose has made it abundantly clear through a few press conferences now that the squad desperately still needs tweaking, Um, which I think we all knew. I don't think we all realised after three years of basically inactivity you could solve it in one window. Although the summer window just gone was a great window for us in terms of revitalising the squad. We need to get the balance right. Homegrown players, you know, we need to get that corrected. It needs to be done, you know, sharpish. Um, I think it can be. I, th- I think the... I think there's players that are non-homegrown who despite being very loyal to the club and being kind of great squad players, really are replaceable, um, which I say with a heavy heart, because one of them in my mind is Lamella, who I have a real affection for. But as I said on last week's show, do not get attached to players. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a, a needs must. I mean, we're in the final of the League Cup, so we're talking about four competitions. The final of the League Cup, so that's kind of there. I mean, the final of that, I think, is April. Yes, April, yeah. So, um, 
that's kind of done, dusted. We we just got to kind of shelve that in our minds. Um, the FA Cup, the next game in that, of course, is Everton. Um, Everton, I think, are top four on a trophy this season, which is very similar to us. Very similar aims. Um, I think the main thing about the Everton game in the FA Cup will be how we're doing elsewhere, injuries. I think injuries aside, Jose go full strength for that. I think Jose will target trophies this season. You know, he's never gone a second season with a club without lifting something. Um, he'll want that to continue. Uh, he he's desperate for it, and I think he also knows the players need it. You know, almost they need that more than top four. The club needs top four, but I think he knows the players need to lift a trophy. They need that monkey off their backs. Harry Kane, I get the feeling this season is got a kind of thing in his mind of this is it. Now, I've said this a few times, and I know people disagree with me, but. The way he started the season, the way he's playing assists, goals, clearances off the line, Roy of the Rovers stuff, it feels to me like something in his mind has said, I'm going to put everything into this. And if at the end of the season, I'm going to have to make a decision. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, he's, he's, you can you can almost think, think, see him thinking, look, I'm going to give this everything. And if we don't win a trophy, yeah. then yeah. I can't win a trophy at this club. I, 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 yeah. I've given everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jose Mourinho is the manager, the best squad I've ever played with. Mm. Gareth Bale came back. I've literally played, you know, to a level that if I was at a Spanish club, I'd be winning awards. Yeah. Yeah. And yet I've not picked up a trophy. You know, I, I need to I need to rethink this. So mm. that's how I feel. And I think Jose kind of knows it. <laughs> kind of like... Because I, I genuinely do believe, right? And people, again, might be thinking I'm wrong. Even if we lifted the League Cup only this season, Kane's still here next season. Like, yeah, I've tasted that now with Tottenham. It's the best feeling ever. I want more of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think if we go through a season with nothing again, we, we could have a problem on our hands. But, I don't know. I mean, that's pure conjecture. I know the question, I've diverted a little bit from that. But yeah, it's a lot of games. As a fan, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I love it when we're, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, you know, or even sometimes Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, yeah, <laughs> Sunday, yeah. you know. I mean, I love it. I love it because it's this rhythm of us playing. And also, we've looked a little bit at the squad recently. You haven't had a lot of game time, like Vinicius and a couple of other things. Like, oh, you can see it. A couple of games, like for Bell, a couple of games for them. They're good players. They're sharp. They just need that sharpness. Well, they're going to get it. You know, 35 games in 16 weeks, they're all going to get game time. And I can also understand now why they're looking at Delhi possibly leaving and going... We're like one injury away from him starting every game. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's good as well. Like you know, I think we've said this before. Where like, I would rather we were in the Champions League. Don't get me wrong. Like you know, if I had the option of the Europa League or the Champions League, I would rather us be in the Champions League. But yeah. it feels like almost it's done us a favour this year with us being in the Europa League that we can play players that wouldn't get yeah. a game normally. So, although I know you, you sort of touched on it earlier that players like Vinicius and other other sort of fringe yeah. players, are, they haven't got their rhythm. At least they're kind of, I mean, if you if we were in the Champions League, these guys wouldn't be playing at all. Like, you, you, I can't imagine yeah, yeah. Mourinho oh, would have played 
Vinicius in any of the Champions League group stage games, unless we were with one it with one or two games to go. You know, so I don't know. It, it, could it be? Could it do us a favour? Possibly. The, the end of the season is going to is going to be the proof's going to be that, in the pudding. That's the but... thing. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is at the moment we're kind of like worrying everything and we're doing everything. But me and you have said it. You know, okay, we'll ask us again in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and that's yeah. kind of the constant reassessment because. At the moment, you look at it and go, our goals for the season be in a sh- be in be there in the discussion for the top four tick, mm. League Cup finalists, FA Cup still in it, Europa League still in it, out of the group and into the knockout. So, you know, you're you're kind of ticking the boxes <clears throat> without really hitting a kind of level stride. It's it's. But then nobody is. You know, everyone seems to have this moment. It's like we had our moment where we were smashing Southampton, Man United, and everyone went, whoa, Tottenham are going to win this. And then all of a sudden we drifted off and everyone went, oh no, here come Liverpool. Liverpool dominated again and now they drifted off. Man City were out of it. They're now top of the league in canter in a way. I think they're going to drift off again. It's just an odd season. Yeah. It completely is. Um, yeah, it's all it's all mental. It's all backwards, my friend. <laughs> um, Ryan Miller says, "How is Sessignon getting on?" I'm looking forward to seeing him back at Spurs. Just hoping the loan pays off for us. Uh, I think it's paying off in an absolutely big way. I'm planning to do a full loan update next week because when the window is closed, I still think we might see a couple of others leave on loan. Um, so I'll, I'll do like a full roundup next week, but. Yeah, it's working in a big way. He's playing left back or left wing back uh, consistently. Uh, he's had a couple of knocks and stuff rotated, but when he's played, he's played very well. The thing that I like about it is, you know, you, the thing that everyone likes about Regulong and the way he plays, you watch Sessignon play for Hoffenheim. It's the same. Pay, pace, power, up and down, all game. Um, Tottenham's left back situation going forward is going to be an interesting one. Uh, ironically, we'd probably love to have the ability to recall him for the Liverpool game, where the Regulons out injured. Davis picked up a knock against Wickham. Uh, the young academy lad Sirkin has just come back from compassionate leave, so I don't think he'll be available. I did see a joke being floated around that Danny Rose might get the nod. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you see the thing I posted in our chat? I, I might I may have missed it. What, what was yeah, it well, so. I don't know if anyone's a fan of Marvel, the Avengers, and all that stuff. There's this scene uh, where this big bad guy called Thanos says, you, you know, you toiled and you all failed. And where has that failure brought you? Back to me. <laughs> <laughs> and someone posted it on Twitter and said, Danny Rose, when Daniel Levy and Jose asked to register him for the Liverpool game. <laughs> Loved it, loved that. Um, Do you know if we could have we could have Danny Rose for three or four years ago? Jesus, I'd put. Oh God, how how like? Don't get me wrong. I I think Regulon's fantastic, and I'm only saying this because he's injured. But having that Rose back for Liverpool game from the old days, yeah. It's it's it's, um. I have a lot of affection for Danny Rose, and I have a lot of. Uh, I don't know, annoyance, mm. <laughs> anger over certain things, uh, but I, the affection far outweighs anything. You know, the way I think of Danny Rose is the way I think of him like a family member. He might have done stuff to piss me off, but the guy, I love the guy. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a thing, he's been with us for 13-odd years. One of my rules, don't get attached to players, smash the pieces with Danny Rose. Yeah. Um, I 
uh, this is a sad thing to admit, all right? So everyone listening, stop laughing at me. Have this. you got a poster him on your wall? Is that what you're about to say? Look, <laughs> my alone Sam time is between me and the walls, all right? You you stop. But no, I. The real the reality is, at some point, he is leaving us. Whether it's in this window, in the following days, he'll do a deal to leave. You know, his contract will get cancelled, or, or next summer his contract ends, he'll be done. And I sat down to write a blog post, and it was literally titled Goodbye Danny Rose. And I started writing it, just to absolutely pour everything about him, so when this does happen, I can say, look, I've written this. It sounds like, a, by the way, that sounds like a Neil Diamond song, by the way. <laughs> Goodbye Danny Rose. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Dude, I got about three paragraphs in, and it broke me. Oh, mate! I was like, oh, "No, I can't. I can't put the emotion into this right now. Lockdown is hitting me hard." So there, there is a uh, post I've sort of partially written, um, which will go to our website at some point. Well, when he leaves, it'll go there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it needs work from someone who isn't an emotional wimp. Um, um do you know? Do you know what though? I mean, like, I, I know we joke about it, but there's, um. Because I, I remember uh, a podcast before we before we really found out that he had mental health problems, yeah. and you was quite bitter towards him, and yeah. and, I, and and I know you've softened a lot since he's kind of been quite open with with his mental health issues, yeah. and, and and I think that for some I know we've gone over this, gone over this, we've discussed it, but the fact that he was open with it, like, and for someone in the in the public eye like him, yeah. I, I think it's done a lot of good, a lot of good because. And it's one of those things, and I know that it, it, there's there's, there's um, a lot of kind of campaigns around it, but men in general, even though I think this sort of toxic masculinity is kind of fading, there is still it's still it's still around. You know, this yeah. toxic masculinity is still a thing. You know, we don't talk about our emotions and stuff. So I think <laughs> no, it, 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 no <laughs> but I, I think what Danny Rose did. Um, and especially in football as well, because if if toxic masculinity is anywhere, it's in football, in foot, you know, in sport, in sp- yeah, and yeah. and fans especially, you know. So I I think what he did could have a legacy, you know, for a long t- time going forward. And, and I know he, he didn't cover himself in glory on the on the um, Amazon documentary, but I think Any he's on Milan. Yeah, yeah, it didn't help. <laughs> but but I but then but then again. Look, you know, he's been open about his mental health issues and, and it could be something related to it. I mean, we, we sort of, you know, I, I especially was like, mate, you're acting like a 12-year-old, you know. But yeah. then if if someone has mental health issues, like he said, then then it, it's something that, you know, you, you oh, like, there you go. Look, here's me going, oh, I'm not I'm not one of these people that, that's, that has toxic masculinity. But there I am mocking him for like, you, you know, I feel no. like, no, don't I, get me wrong, I don't want to go the yeah. other way and be like, we're all too over-touchy-feely. But I feel like yeah. what he's done, what, what, He's going to have. He's, I think he's done more good than bad. I think, and hoping yeah. that'll be his legacy when he eventually does go. You know. But at the same time, and, and part of me trying to write this and sort of confronting several things for it, and 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 the podcast where I was so angry at him about that interview, I don't regret any of that. I am still pissed at him about mm. going to the sun. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> there was a million ways that could have been handled, but at the same time. I completely forgive him for doing it because I think he got manipulated when he was at his lowest point. And 
but I don't mean they've done annoy me. Yeah. It's like I said about family. I got family members who have done stuff to aggravate the hell out of me. And like I, I, I got a family member who I call a certain nickname, which I can't say on the podcast <laughs> because they did something once so fucking stupid. Yeah. That to this day I still remind them. Of it. Now, if someone else was to give them crap over it, I'd probably knock them out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. No, no, that's no, that, that's for me to do. Yeah, no one yeah. else. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's um the Danny Rose thing. I, it's so so difficult. Uh, the, the attachment I've got, you know, because he, he came into us when we weren't that great. Uh, then the Harry Redknapp team sort of got built and he went out on loan. Fans really got him and he went to Sunderland. He was playing left back and he was retraining himself to be a left back. And I remember watching him thinking that, you know, there's something there with his pace that, you know, if he can get the positioning right. And then he came back to us and people slammed him and Pochettino came in, watched him in training, gave him a new contract. He signed it and then he had to leave social media because Tottenham fans bullied him for signing a new deal. You know, all of that, I was kind of like, you know, I'm I'm on his side. Yeah. I am with him because mm. I can't stand how this is going. And when he had those two seasons where he was the best left back in the world, it, it was phenomenal. It was brilliant. And it felt like every single emotion I'd ever had where I'd had to defend him had been vindicated. Yeah. And it was like I was part of this elite club, you know, this special club that was Team Danny Rose. And then he wanted to leave. And then he went to the sun. You know, all these things, it's like, oh, God, that hurts. Yeah, But yeah. none of it's personal. You know, none of it's like he woke up one morning and went, you know what? That Sam Jones, who's a fan of mine in Bristol, I'm going to do this today to piss him off. <laughs> you know, none of that, none of that, none of that. So it's like I've got to shake that off, that kind of, you said it, it's so easy to forget these are just human beings living their lives because... You kind of watch them and you watch them every week and they become almost TV characters. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. what? Who scripted you to say this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you, yeah. you know, fun, funny enough, you say that. Like, uh, there, there was a TV program. Uh, like we, we put on, I think, Netflix or one of the streaming services the other day and a, and a new TV program. And, and Vicky, my wife, was like, I can't work out whether this is real or if it's a, a, a document. You know, like, you know, you get those <laughs> yeah, kind of the heels. Mean, and yeah. I can't work it out, and and it's almost like it's got to that point now, isn't it, where people are just like yeah, they, they, the, the line between real life and kind of uh, yeah, acting the, is, is blurred. I, I, like, I like mockumentaries. They mockumentaries, there you laugh, go. Yeah. 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 Although yeah. I'm watching a program on Netflix at the moment called Shit's Creek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've watched some of those. It's quite funny. Weird. Yeah. The, the, there's, funny. The, the one, of, weird. one of the 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 the, the the mum, or the, the 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 one of the main characters, wasn't yeah. she the mum in Home Alone? Like, I'm yeah, sure she yeah. was. Yeah, her parenting skills have not improved. No, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, absolutely <laughs> mental. The character in it called David, and one of my middle names is David, and I got a couple of people in my family for whatever reason and call everyone their middle names. I don't know what the hell that's about, <laughs> but um, the way she says it goes through me like nails on a chalkboard. She goes, ah, David. I'm like, ah. Oh. Every time it's like, yeah, nails on a chalkboard, awful. Uh, but anyway, back to this. Uh, Liam Hickey says, What is the issue and hatred people have with wings? <laughs> Ironic. I'd have him starting next to Hoybier and Undumbele in front. Ever since he was told he didn't score enough, he's been clearly working on that. I really like him, rate him, and he always gives his all. Um, yeah, I mean, I he does. Uh, I have. I'm never sure on it. I think, I think I said it a couple of weeks ago. He um, he's been asked to fulfil roles in our squad that aren't 
his game, and I think people have judged him very harshly based on that. Um, it's it's a bit like Sissoko. If you based your opinion on Sissoko as a footballer purely on the games you've seen him try and play on the wing or out wide, you'd probably say he's the worst football player in air quotes you've ever seen in your life. It doesn't suit him. The guy, no way, shape or form. And yet if you watch a few of his displays alongside Hoybier, where he's in that central position, absolute workhorse, you'd think he's one of the best players in that position you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> People, some some players can literally be given, you know, right, okay, go out onto the field and I want you to play left back today and they look good, you know, and tomorrow I want you to play on the right wing. Yeah, okay, you know, <laughs> and they met, still managed to put in a display where you go, wow, that, that was impressive. And then there are other players who are, this is what you need to, this is their game, this is how they do it. And, and you either play them and build the team around that, or you kind of diminish them. Um, yeah, uh, Liam also says, um, Liverpool are trash at the moment. Do you think we'll go in the games or park in the bus, you know, a counter-attack? Or will we absolutely go for them, hoping that, you know, we can kind of catch them off guard? What do you think? Well, I, I know they lost to Man United in the uh, FA Cup, but they they looked all, they looked all right, you know. So yeah, I was going to say I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean the results have been trash. I don't think they've been playing trash. No, um, look, I I, th- I think Mourinho's going to set up like he does, you know, def- defensively on the counter attack. Yeah. I would like to see us go toe to toe with them because I think on our day. Yeah, we we could we could it'll be an f- amazing game. I mean, the, the... I swear to God, if I miss this, we go toe to toe and it ends like nine all. <laughs> I'm gonna be the most angriest man ever. Um, I'll tell you, there was something the other day, and it sort of came to my mind. The kind of uh, the you know the rope a dope thing. You know the Muhammad Ali tied up. You know, just let the guy punch himself out. Everyone thought Ali was done. He was on the ropes. He's done. He's done. He's done. And when the guy tired, he smashed him. I had this thing in my brain about how you talk about Jose Mourinho and all the, all the tactical masterclass, all these things he's done and all these people talk about how he sort of sets his teams up for each team, each game. <clears throat> and at the moment, he's being criticised a lot. Could you imagine the final of the League Cup Every time we've played Man City, Jose versus Pep, we've played the same way. We've won the games or drawn the games. You know, even Mauricio had a bit of a thing over them for a while. Thank you, VAR. But going into that game, Man City will have no illusions about how we're going to play. Counter-attack, soak it up. Because that's how we've done them the last two times. Why would we change that? Why would we play any different? And I just got this image in my head of imagine if... Right from minute one, high press. We were in their faces, and they'd be they'd be in shock. <laughs> yeah, but that, do, do you know? Do you know what? Funny enough, I thought the other day I, I've got this this theory that game ninety. So you'll have half the season, yeah. and then game twenty, Mourinho is just going to go out on the attack and just blow yeah. everyone away. Gareth yeah. Bale, like you know, is going to just suddenly be playing every game, and and it's yeah. just like this is this yeah, is this is master plan all, all along. You, you should imagine it though, how <laughs> people would react to that. You know, people have been like so slamming critical, and only and then he goes. 
we've got to gain week whatever, the yeah. whole squad's fit, the whole squad's actually, according to the sports scientist, ready to rock and roll. This is how we're going to play. Right, boys, flick the switch. Flick the switch. for it all season. You'd be kind of like, what? Uh, unfortunately, I feel this is the dream of yeah. a delusional old Tottenham yep, fan. Yeah, I think so. But, but um, yeah, it just I did have that kind of come to mind. Uh, here's a question from Daniel Beecroft. Uh, hello, Dan. Um, did we see enough from Bale against Wickham to suggest he should be starting Premier League games? Well, this, go, this goes back to my theory, Dan. Here we go. So yeah. he's going to basically, that that switch is going to get flicked uh, from from week 20 and you are going to just see a complete... He, he deliberately missed those shots. He could have easily put them away. Yeah. It's all it's all aiding it's towards all Mourinho's master plan. plan. <laughs> wow. You know, Sonny's looked a bit off. No, 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 he he's hasn't. He's not really off. Sonny, Sonny's worked hard to miss these chances. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Kane, Kane's just like got a little bit of a wry smile. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, is he? Uh, uh, we're not going to know until he gets a run of games. This, this is the thing. Yeah. Um, it's so you know he gets a thirty-minute cameo. It's like, well, what did that tell us? Nothing. <laughs> no. Really, other than he got thirty more minutes in his legs. Even if he played a full ninety minutes, that's still not going to tell us. You know, let him play three games in a bounce. You know, three games in a bounce, and then I think you can make a call on whether Bale is worthy of you know this this kind of pace of the league now or able to do it i, I think, I think I th- he's not i mean the next season he's going to be in america yeah <laughs> yeah inter miami mm. uh, suddenly but uh yeah i um i think sam I, with I, I think i think sam with with bell uh and i know we've discussed this before but we just kind of we all have this kind of um What's the word like? You know, just this, this memory of, of of what he was like when we had him before, uh, when he, before he went to Real Madrid, yeah. and you know, you think of the Inter Milan game in the Champions League, where he, and and yeah. it, and it, even the, the away game in San Siro and the home game when he was just skinning players for fun, and taxi for Michael. It was it was ridiculous. It was just it. He was like he he was making football look so simple. I mean, I think yeah. Crouch tapped one in, Pavlichenko tapped one in. It was just yeah. it was making it so he. I mean, the, like. <laughs> Players he could kicked not... it past one of the best fullbacks in football and ran, rang him. It was just ridiculous. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous, and and I, yeah. and I don't think like he obviously hasn't got that pace anymore. But no. I think look, so so that's why we we kind of we're. Um, do, do you know what you said earlier, Sam, about expectation, uh, and yeah. and that's maybe why we're over analysing games and, and instead of like, don't get me wrong, I think like you know you can you can you can be happy after a game and still analyse it, but possibly people are analysing it and not feeling that joy that that's where I think's missing but yep. I think with Bale that's probably part of it with the expectation we, we're expecting to see the Bale of, of eight years ago and when he when he misses a couple of shots most football players in the world you know aren't, aren't going to bang in every shot so when, when he no. misses one we're like what this Bale we're putting that away but he's, he's, he's not the Bale of and he's probably even the Bale of old you know like if no. you go back to nine years ago when you watch a game you might have scored a, scored a scunning a stunning 40 yarder but he might have missed three or four but we're not thinking of that we're just thinking of the 40 yard stunner that he scored yeah. so so we've got that expectation of him but I mean like you said earlier as well the, the, the goal he put away was, was class and, and I don't think there's many players that could, could, could do that you know where, where he found himself and how he did I it agree. but I, I just think, like you, yeah, like you say, just give him a run of games, and and I, and I, I still think there is the barrel of old there. 
with a little less pace. But, but and again and, and again another thing you said. You know, you, you saw we saw him skin a few players against Wickham, and I appreciate it's only yeah. Wickham, but you know he, he's got it. He's still that Bow. He's still that Gareth Bow. You know, he's still yeah. the, the the player that, that I, I appreciate. You know, he's, he's he's coming to the winter of his career, but when I, when we spoke about the buzz of signing him, I still think we've got a bit of that in in the in the you know in him and and if yeah. he can get a run of games then yeah i i think he he can make the difference i really do think he can make have, the difference um, i have a sign a uh, little one of these uh, placard things above my desk here that says expectation is the thief of joy yeah exactly that's so true there you go. yeah uh pete thompson says thanks for the pods guys and hope you're all well bit of a moan from me unfortunately a running theme it seems but it's starting to get to me and i'd like your review why do some of our fans continue? Some of our fans, some of our fans continue to be so bloody negative every game. I see a majority of posts, so times in the first quarter of a game, blasting the players, moaning about management, the playing style. Why can't we all just get behind the team and moan at the end? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, moan at the end of the season when we got four trophies. Uh, <laughs> as always, keep up the good work. Um, I'll tell you, I don't overly mind people moaning in a moment because I. Concede a goal and ah oh, for, for yeah, you know, that initial yeah. reaction that that doesn't bother me that that's kind of uh, that's water off the duck's back. Yeah. The, the thing that does get to me and and perhaps this is more what Pete's kind of getting to, and it's a and it's something I've been guilty of is the gallows humour of supporting Tottenham. So Liverpool are in a bad run at the moment, and so the expectation is from the vast majority that tonight's going to be a good game. Um, potential for Tottenham to win, potential for Liverpool to win, but everyone's looking at it going, it's a good game. I say everyone, because Tottenham fans are going, oh God, here we go. Dr. <laughs> Tottenham, we'll see you now. <laughs> Liverpool haven't scored. Oh, we'll fix that for them, yeah, won't yeah. we? <laughs> and there's a way of, you look at that, and anyone from the outside go, wow, Tottenham fans have got no belief in their team or anything. The reality is, it's gallows humour. It's a coping mechanism, because... And a lot of other fans of other clubs will feel this too, but we don't see it because we don't support the other clubs. But we've been let down a lot. Mm. <laughs> we have got the semi-finals in the FA Cup. I don't know how many times since 1991. I've lost count of how many semi-finals we've lost in the an FA Cup. And it's that continual, habitual... We're there. We're there. We're not there. We're not. We're not. And that kind of feeling is constant, and we've had dealt with it for a long time. There are literally a generation of Tottenham supporters who have not seen us. I mean, nineteen ninety one. When was the last trophy? Two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Two thousand eight. Right. So if someone was born in two thousand and nine, that's my daughter. Twelve years old. We've got twelve year olds. I am right with that. Yeah, but but if you if you yeah, if you yeah, imagine yeah. like if you were born in two thousand and five, for example, so you weren't like yeah. you would have been three, so you wouldn't have been able to yeah. enjoy. The, so there's there's there's, te- there's possibly adults like yeah. young teen, like old teenagers, yeah. adults that haven't experienced it. Yeah. So you got this generation, the newest generation of Tottenham fans, literally no clue what it is to win a trophy mm. and all they've felt in that whole time of supporting us so far is we're there no we're not yep. oh look we're no no we're not oh look, no we're not so gallows humor happens in that instance it's mm. you know it's, it, that's why it's there the kind of dr tottenham stuff and i'm like it's, it's annoying sometimes it really does annoy me but i'm guilty of it too there's so many times we go into a game and i go well 
if we don't get Dick 4 0, I'm happy. <laughs> you yeah, know? Which, yeah. is, which is a total lie because I want us to win. But <laughs> it's kind of like I've got to prepare myself. I've got to be like, right, just get that in your brain because we won't lose 4 0. But if I'm expecting that, then even if we lose 3 0, yes. I'll be okay. It saves the pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just save the pain. Save the pain. You're going to get through this. I remember thinking that once against Man City, right? This is a few years ago now. A fair few years ago, and I think it was AVB got sacked after this game. I think we lost 7 1 or something. I don't know, 5 0. I can't remember. But I remember going into it just going, right, 3 0. You know, if we keep them below 3 0 or anything like that. We're not good. They're really good. But I'm all right. I can cope with it. I didn't cope well when it got more than three, Matt. No. I did not <laughs> cope well. Oh, I was not in a good place. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> next one is Stefan Cruz Alvarez. Step in, super sub Stefan, the man who cannot edit a podcast, says, Can you give us a bit of a loan update? I know Skip's doing well, but how are the other first team potentials doing? Uh, next week, mate. Um, I'll definitely do it next week because when the window closes, I can then do a summary of everyone, where they are, you know, what clubs, etc., etc. Uh, so tune in next week. I sang professional there, promoting <laughs> it. Um, Tom Ackerskow. Agarskow, Tom, says, would winning the League Cup class a successful season given the trophy drought, or would a league position FA Cup Europa League win still be required? Um, And he also says, can we bring Lorente back? No, we can't. (laughs) Is he not retired Um, yet? (laughs) No, no, not yet. He's he's earning his money, he's alright. I uh, I can't be honest with you, I, I think if you win the League Cup and you finish in the top four, that's a fantastic season for us. Yeah, I'll take I that. I genuinely believe that. I'll take that. Yeah. Um, any trophy at all is a a box ticked and a monkey off our back, um, kind of regardless of what else happens elsewhere. Um, you lift a couple of trophies in the season, it's, it's going to go down as our most successful season in what? When was the last time we won two trophies in a season? 60s, wasn't it? <laughs> 61, we won the League and Cup double. I'm trying to think of... I know we've had a few years where we've won stuff consecutively, but actually winning two trophies in a season. Mm. I I can't think. Someone smarter than me looked that up. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm generally not sure. I don't think it's been I, done for a long time. So yeah. then regardless of the league position... <laughs> we've had a bloody good year so um right now we're, we're on course to do something but we all know how fast that can change so we just got to stay focused the team needs to stay focused um keep fighting the whole squad uh, and hopefully hopefully when all the dust settles we've got a few shiny things to show off yeah hopefully it'll That's be do you know it'll be it'll be 60 years in May since we last did the double <laughs> Six, 60 years in May <laughs> my um, my dad grew up supporting Tottenham because he was born in 1950 so his youth is the Arthur Rowe 50s team and his teenage to the 20 years oh, was our 60s team lucky sod he then, you know, his exact words to me was, I started to fall out of love with football in the 70s, not because Tottenham went downhill necessarily or anything like that. He said, but it started to seem to me that they cared more about their haircuts than they did about playing football. <laughs> Typical old man thing yeah. to say. But obviously he's still 
followed Spurs all the way through. Um, but even that, he's like, as I was drifting in and out, you know, relegated in the 70s, back to winning stuff by, you know, shortly thereafter. The 80s, you know, picked up a few things. The 90s, uh, 91, you know. Oh, this would be a good decade. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. Got that trophy early and then it all went downhill. Oh, uh, the early noughties. <laughs> the, the, the 90s. Let's go 92-93 season up to the 2006-2007 season. There was a lot of pain. Yeah, there was a lot of pain. <laughs> a lot a of heartache. Lot of a lot of pain. I, I remember going to White Hart Lane and it wouldn't even sold out people. I could oh, walk up there and get a ticket. Jesus, man. <laughs> the, the original lane. Yeah. Oh, I'm just arriving. They were like, mate, do you want to go watch a game of football? No, I'm fine. I think, yeah, I was going to say, I think they were paying you to go into the ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please, please come and watch this George Graham team. We'll, no, give, we'll give you, you a tenner. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, please, come in. Just pretend you're a Tottenham fan. Oh, I am a Tottenham fan. I ain't going in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Dark, dark times. Uh, but anyway, um, my friend, that is it for the week. Uh, we have wrapped up all the stories, I believe. The only thing I would say is the Deli Alley situation seems to be a precarious one. The player does have a slight calf injury. Nothing that's going to keep him out for too long. Um, but at the same time, he definitely has asked to go to Paris Saint-Germain. PSG are definitely interested in him. Mauricio would like to take him. The proposal is purely for a loan um, until the end of the season. Jose Mourinho has sanctioned it and said he's okay with it. But Daniel Levy is nervous that if he lets Delhi go, it, it worsens our homegrown player situation in the squad and also takes away an option should you know injuries start to rack up so who's going to win that argument <clears throat> i don't know but if daniel levy digs his heels in delhi stays you could have a very pissed off young football player with a manager that doesn't want him for the rest of the season on the flip side you could have a very pissed off young football player with a point to prove the manager plays him and all of a sudden we all go wow yeah that sure. was genius yeah yeah <laughs> who knows the proof would be in the pudding, as we say. Yes. Speaking of pudding, I'm going to go have my breakfast. <laughs> so thank you for joining me, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week to talk more about all things Tottenham. Good luck, depending on when you're listening to this. Let's hope we beat Liverpool tonight. If you're listening to us after the game, how well did we do? <laughs> Take care, everybody. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash Spurs News. 